This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys are watching romantic comedies. I'm Corey Cavan. My name is John Sieber, and we're joined by, with Mr. Elephant, who mm-hmm. sings If You're Happy, and you, no, who sings um, Do Your Ears Hang Low, mm-hmm. and also Clappy the Monkey, who sings If You're Happy and You Don't Clap Your Hands. That's great. I'm glad they joined us today. Yeah, because Kevin's gone. Kevin's gone, so we had uh, the stuffed animals that I'm mm-hmm. guessing for your family sit in. Yep, they are. Uh, they're my stuffed animals. Oh, they're uh, yours. They're not my son's. Um, after a long, hard day's work, I just sometimes need to hear Do, you, do Your Ears Hang Low from the elephant. That's great. It's a question that we all need to hear sometimes <laughs> just, you know, so we can... Uh, if your really, ears really did hang that low where you could tie them in a knot and tie them in a bow and you were a human, yeah. you would probably get bullied a lot. You know, I bet the people whose ears do hang low like that are the people, the punk rockers that got the big spacers. <laughs> the, and now their they're, they're the lips are just hanging low. That's the people they need. They're like young professionals on the subway and a, and a kid's listening to that song and they're like all down and out. <laughs> like, just like, oh man. Look Our like, just raggedy old wizard sleeve ears do hang low. <laughs> well, speaking of people on the subway. Yes. Uh, going to jobs mm-hmm. and uh, people whose ears are hanging low that are maybe wearing fashionable earrings to Today, yeah, we have a journey that we are starting about work and yeah. fashion. A yeah, great movie and the big city, the big city, uh huh, big city of New York, and the hustle, the bustle, mm-hmm. the 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 trussles. I don't know if it's a trussle. Tru- yeah, the, there's trussles in there. The, what's uh what's the thing that you tie up? The, the ears, your ears, your ears. And whenever you ears. need to tie something, it's with your ears. I was thinking of like a uh, what? What's the a bodice? Is what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. of something like that. It has to do with dresses. Yeah. I guess I think. Hopefully, we're gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're watching Devil Wears Prada today. The devil is it? Devil or the devil? The devil wears Prada. The devil wears Prada. Prada. Um, my first question is: Have you seen The Devil Wears Prada? This is a movie that we have done that is special because I've seen this movie at least five, maybe 10 times. Really? For a while, this was, <laughs> for a while, I would be like, I love that movie. And then I watched it on a plane a couple of years ago and I was like, I hate that movie. And then I watched it again and I was like, okay, I, I kind of get it. So I've, I've like made it around. Dude, you've base. oscillated. Yeah. I've made it around the bases with it. Did you movie. notice that? Have you ever noticed that oscillate was a big uh, COVID word? Pivot. It was pivot for a while. Interesting. And then, and then like when you're. What is that? <laughs> oh, geez. It's a frozen That's, water bottle. Yeah, I was rubbing my heel on it. That scared the crap. That, Sorry about I that. oscillated from happiness to sheer terror. It really, really did. Quickly. And now you're back to happiness. Um, anyway, I feel like oscillate took over pivot. but um, Also, I think liminal was a big COVID word. Ooh, you hear that one? Yeah. Liminal space. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're in kind of a liminal space right now. <laughs> you know, you're working, but you're also at home and you're on Zoom. So, you know, there's a lot of liminality yeah. in the world. Um, um I've seen this movie probably five to ten times as Have well. Have you really? Yeah, and I, I, I never left this movie's side. I, I, I really enjoy this movie. Wow. I have no, none of the references make any sense. Okay. I don't know any of the fact. We're wow. probably the two worst people to discuss this movie because I know zero about fashion. Yep. Um, I think I care about fashion. Um, interesting. I'm not sure. I, I need to think about whether or not I think I care about fashion. Um, why would you say you think you care about fashion? I have a reason why, and I don't mean it with any shade, but I have a reason why I would think you don't care about fashion. I, I am not a fashionable person. Okay. Um, and I don't desire to like wear fashionable clothing. Yep. Um, but I like appreciate greatness okay. and like, um, I appreciate like art 
and uh i appreciate like someone's sending a message uh-huh. and so like there's a lot of those like things that and i appreciate things i don't understand a that, lot i would say all those things someone who knows you i'd say all those things are true like you definitely appreciate other art forms totally like that yeah and so like fashion is just one that i haven't explored yet and mm-hmm. it's like low on my totem pole of things that i will personally engage with uh-huh. um but like I've like watched documentaries on fashion. Yeah. I've like gone to like uh, the House of Z. Was that one like that? Was that a big one? No. Maybe that's where I that's where I know some of it, and then I fall apart a little bit. And like I'll check out like so I'm curious about it, but yeah. like I don't know anything about about it. I you know yeah I would say same. I actually did a couple of years ago take a fashion class online because mm. I was really interested in how it works. And I did not finish it. It was oh. taught through MoMA, but okay. it, was, it was the history of fashion and they did it through 50 different clothing pieces. Oh, but whoa. So it was really interesting. It was like a white t-shirt and jeans and like how that's come through the fifties and how that made it through America. And did they start with like, like, um, like, is this all like Western fashion I think or did it's they modern Western? Okay. Yeah. So they're not like, like starting with like the toga. No. It like was, this is like the fig leaf. Yeah. I think it started in uh late 1800s, maybe okay. early 1900s, something like that. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> the fig leaf popularized by Adam after the fall. Yeah, after when he became embarrassed by his dingle, dingle donger. God asked him who, who made the, who told you you needed clothes? And he was like, girl, we all need <laughs> clothes. And then he brought out a Vogue. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm interested in it. Um, but not, I've, I've never felt, I mean, like, look, watching every video is like, you know, we're, we're, we're the Bradshaw boys. We're, yeah. just, we're, we're dudes, you know, yeah. I've, I've never felt like we, we know some people who are like fashion people, fashion people. I've never felt like a fashion person. No. I've been to a fashion show at fashion week yeah. or work one time. Um, I know a little bit about it and I'm interested in, it, and I would say the same way as you are, yeah. but as an industry, it's not the first one yeah. that I'm that's peaking my interest and I'm chasing after in terms of wanting to know what's going on all the time. Exactly. But I yeah. do think it's super fascinating. Yeah, totally. And there's some things that we'll talk about in this movie. Can't wait. Oh man, I know. But there's some things that such enlightening things about mm-hmm. how fashion works like as an industry and how mm-hmm. it influences culture. And another thing that is that I don't know if you've watched this movie in the past couple of years. I don't think I, it's been probably five years. Okay. Well, a different point of view we're going to have watching this. All the costumes done by Patricia Field. Oh. Very. Holy shit. Totally, right? I heard. So when I told Katie we were watching this. Yeah. First of all, she, it's like, this is like one of her favorite movies. Yeah. Um, like just, I think like for someone like Katie, if you just like toss Meryl Streep and Stanley Tucci into like a screen, it doesn't matter what it is. Like yeah. they, like, you know, Katie's type will like it. Yeah. Totally. And by Katie's type, I would just mean a basic white girl. Um, <laughs> also someone who's in a musical theater yeah. and, and it's in a musical theater yeah. actress. Exactly. Totally. But she said, but also like, someone who oh, loves, like pump and sweat latte. Exactly. You know, yeah. just totally. Um, basic white girl. Just she, kidding. she kidding. said that. She's like, you have to tell the podcast this. Anne Hathaway sat next to Anna Wintour mm-hmm. at like a fashion show and fashion week and wore an outfit that her character wore on Devil's Word Prada. And it, it was like a big, a big deal. Did you hear that? I didn't hear that. Yeah. I bet we could look that up. Yeah. And we're going to fact check that on the break. Let's, um, Let's let's do just a bit of rundown before, okay? Because I think we're gonna have a lot to talk about after we watch that. We're gonna watch the first third, yeah. Um, a bit of rundown before this movie came out in two thousand six. Mm-hmm. So height of Adrian Grenier's popularity. Yeah, this is this, this is, is like, this is like big time entourage time, right? This is like they're rolling out the red carpet to get him on set. This is around like when I was around when I moved to New York, yeah, and my buddy. Uh, worked in production and had worked on things with him. And oh, he man. was like, and yeah, it was like a huge deal. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, still a big famous actor. Yeah. This is like Entourage was, yeah. Entourage was huge at this yeah. point. Yeah, totally. So uh, 2006, $35 million budget, 
35 wow. to 41 million dollars. How budget. big is that in in 2006 days? I think that's pretty big cuz I'm guessing adjusting for inflation that's close to like maybe a 50 million dollar movie. Okay. That's a pretty big pretty big movie. Pretty big movie. Pretty big pretty big studio movie. Um the director uh Day, David Frankel also mm-hmm. directed Marley and Me. Oh. Um but uh it's um yeah. That that's like setting the scene and uh, filmed in New York. Filmed in New York, um, you know about her working at Vogue. Um, this is like four years after the end of Sex and the City. Ye- um, no, it's it's closer because Sex and the City. I thought Sex and the City ended in like two thousand two or two thousand three. Oh, no, maybe you're right. Hold on. So this is, but this definitely feels. This definitely, this movie feels post. It feels like a a different. Agreed. Sex and the City, New York, still feels like. Do you measure New York in like nine eleven terms? So, um, like pre and post nine eleven. Well, it's hard. Okay, so Sex and the City concluded in 04. Oh, so this is two years this after. Is two years end of after. Sex and the City, and then but, the movies. Um, the movies. Let's see. Sex and the City one came out in 08. So it came. So the movies came after this. But this okay. is. But so this is a post Sex and the City world. Uh huh. And. Post Sex and the City World and or Post Sex and City New York, I would say definitely influenced by it. But this is, I think, the movie is. I mean, it's based on a book. Okay. But the movie is coming out in the world where people have started already moved to New York because of Sex and the City. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the the Sex and the Cityfication of New York has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and and it's like a younger. It's if if I remember, I mean, they're. Anne Hathaway's character is like a recent college grad. I think she's like just out of college. And so like this is not the same demo as the Sex and the City women at in the end of 2004. No, she's, they I think Anne Hathaway. Established professionals. Totally. Business owners. Uh, Upper East Side. Yeah. Classic five. Yeah. Classic six. Dwe- classic six dwellers. Yeah. So, yeah, it's classic uh, five, though. The four ladies and the fifth characters in New York. That's the classic. That's the classic five. I mean, but this is this is more this is more of the we're all moving to New York to make it. movie, And it's like she's right out of college, gets the big internship like that kind of thing. And that that New York, I love. I love because I think everyone who's come, everyone who has come here and tried to make it has it has experienced a lot of i think what i remember in this movie well so you were asking like how do i what are my new york terms um mine is post brooklyn bridge before it was built totally different city <laughs> no mine is robert moses it all starts with robert <laughs> it moses. All start- power broker right over there oh there you go on yeah, the shelf i need to read that um mine is i mean yes it's post so yes it's post 9-11 but i i grew up watching SNL and David Letterman. Yeah. So I re- I remember that idealized version of New York. The closing of the Howie G uh, Deli is that Hello Deli? Still there, bro. Is it still open? Oh, when I worked when I worked above there, I'd go down and talk to Rupert all the time. What? And like once or twice was just like, hey man, I just want to say like a. Uh, What's well, weird because you know like you yeah. you are there every day because my office was above there. Yeah. But like. I don't know if I ever, I don't know if I ever did the like, I just need to say, ma'am, I grew up watching you, <laughs> but I did do kind of a like, thanks Rupert. Like I really appreciate it, ma'am. Yeah. He's still there. Oh, I don't know if they're God. there post COVID. I bet they are though. Yeah. But they would only open when the late show was shooting. Okay. They would close. But, um, but no, I, my New York is probably post 2003 ish yeah. because that's around the time that I was like, I think I could really move there. And then I moved there a little bit after. That. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I mean, I moved to New York in 2010 and I started like seriously like circling the waters in 2008. So like that's, that's the New York I moved to. Okay. Yeah. You know, speaking of fashion, I just saw J crew had their, their fashion week show and they were like, the, the write up was they had this, they had the yeah, 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 this band played there and they were saying, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they were saying the J Crew vibe for this season is that it's like 2005 all over Whoa. again. And everything, it's all, it's all, it's all, all cyclical. like cyclical, as we'll probably see. Yeah, I'm very excited to dive into this movie. I think it's going to be super fun. Um, what do you, what do you think? Um, I'm excited. Let's uh, watch the first third of it. Katie, take us away. The Devil Wears Prada. 
directed by David Frankel. Andy, played by Anne Hathaway, is a recent college graduate with big dreams. Upon landing a job at prestigious Runway Magazine, she finds herself the assistant to diabolical editor Miranda Priestley, played by Meryl Streep. Andy questions her ability to survive her grim tour as Miranda's whipping girl without getting scorched. And now, back to the boys. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Suddenly I see. Suddenly I see. What is out of me? Suddenly, suddenly I see. Why the hell in me so much, me? When that song plays, you bop. (sighs) You just bop. I don't, I don't care, care where you are, who you are, who you are, where you, what you've had for dinner, what you ate. Yeah. Like anything it does not matter. You know, we said before we went away to watch the beginning of this, like 2005 is back. Dude, watching that opening Ooh. montage, I was like, I am ready for it. Putting on those, putting on the undies. Dude. Yes. Putting on. I mean, that's like, um, I gotta be, I gotta be careful how I word this thought. <laughs> It's always super fun to get into. It's like a real trap. Like, you know, let's play the world's smallest violin for a lot of things that men have missed out on. Yeah. But like fun undies, like we don't really have fun undies. We got boxers and like, you know, me undies is trying me-undies. to do it. Me undies sponsor the podcast, but yeah, they're, they're trying to do it, but you're right. But like, there's like, there's like lace and texture, a little bow on like the front, bow on the front. And it's like, yeah. I've had a lot of different types of underwear and I've never felt as fun as watching that scene. We should have a, we should ask uh, a female guest sometime. Like, is it fun? Cause it seems fun. (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever been a briefs guy? Uh, no. I mean, when I was like forced to wear briefs when I was younger. Yeah. I, I, I went through an adult briefs phase for a little while. Are you in it right now? No, I'm not in it. I thought, but you know, what's funny is I thought about it the other day. Cause sometimes, sometimes I get a little shift in the boxer briefs and I have to like straighten the monkey, out. You do the monkey walk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, yeah. To where I've been asked, like, are you good? And, uh, and I was like, I bet with briefs, less of a shift. I, I have a dear friend of mine that is like diehard brief person. Yeah. And, it, and every, we used to go to the bathhouse a lot together mm-hmm. and like every single time the briefs were exposed. It was like, whoa, like just kind of caught me off guard. It's definitely, yeah. It's It's jarring. It's jarring. Yeah. If you're going to be, we'll get to the movie in a sec, but if you're going to be an adult briefs guy, especially depending on what age you are, but if you're going to be an adult briefs guy in your 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever, you you can't go whites. (laughs) Like you gotta, you gotta have colors. Yeah, exactly. And if you go whites, they've got to be, there's got to, they got to probably be like expensive whites. You can't just go BVDs. Yeah. (laughs) Do adult fruit of the looms. Do adult brief. We need to get someone on the pod. That's an adult brief male. Yeah. Do do they, I'll say this. I don't want to out him, but we've had one. Really? Yeah. We've had one. Huh. I'm thinking right now about who, um, do they, do you tell a date before you get intimate like that? <laughs> I'm a brief guy. I just want to, by the I way, just wanna t- <laughs> I just want to tell you before the appetizers come a little bit about who I am and what I choose to do with my I'm not body. saying anything's going to happen tonight, yeah. but if something does happen, you yeah. need to know. Uh, right. And they're like, it's okay. I've seen an uncircumcised penis. But no, 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 not no, that. no, no, it's not that. It's not that. I'm circumcised. I, I, I'm actually extra circumcised. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's way more stuff. They going. cut off an extra stick. <laughs> I am a gentleman who wears briefs. <laughs> what? 
Uh, briefs. Uh, check, please. Check. <laughs> check, please. Suddenly I see. Suddenly. All right, let's get in the let's get in the recap. We got a lot of talk. Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears Prada. Okay. Um, if I miss stuff, let me know. But beginning of the movie, we have that incredible montage. Mm-hmm. That's just first off a great New York City. Yeah. Going to work movie montage. It's it also serves to show, you know, like you said. Ladies wearing fun undies, mm-hmm. and then Andy, our our protagonist, mm-hmm. wearing um, granny panties, put, putting on granny panties, looking at him, being like, "What are these ones?" Putting, grabbing S- some, smelling them, being like, "Oh, not that pair." Exactly, be like, "Oh, well, these are less dirty. I'll I'll put these on after after I power walked with ankle weights yeah, yesterday." She parachutes with him out of her apartment and puts them on. <laughs> so so Andy Andy just you know. <laughs> Chippendales rescue <laughs> rangers and she just <laughs> she just jumps out of her her flat when there's danger yeah just do 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 and then gets down to the street butt naked puts on her parachute <laughs> undies disappoints stanley tucci and that's how the movie starts that's how it is exactly she's just she's housing two bagels and like a milkshake An onion bagel exactly hey you uh, okay um <laughs> so <laughs> A morning milkshake. <laughs> just, just, she's got a full-on caramel, caramel chocolate milkshake. Wait in line at Shake Shack for a mil- 7 a.m. milkshake. <laughs> uh, let me also get a. Can I get that? Can I get a double stack as well? I'll take a. I'll take a. Sh- I'll take a, sh- a smoke stack. Let me get that with the cherry hot peppers. Jeez. Uh, All right. So yeah. Okay. So she's going to work. Um. All these other girls. Uh, you know, they they're kissing their square jawed boyfriends goodbye. Yeah. She also has a square jawed boyfriend. Yeah, the star of Medellin. Yeah, Aquaman. Uh, yeah, but uh, but was he the first Aquaman? Uh, I think he plays Aquaman in uh, oh, an entourage. entourage. Okay, he like he lands the superhero role. Mm-hmm. They were making fun of it at the time, but little they know that like, little they know like every movie would be a superhero. Exactly, movie. but um, yeah. So she's riding the subway to work. Uh, she's got some random. Uh, interview at Elias Clark and she's like, I don't, you know, I got this interview I got to go to and he's like, good luck. And then all the other girls are hailing cabs. Mm-hmm. She gets to Elias Clark, goes up and um, sees Emily Blunt <clears throat> and whose character's name is Emily? Uh, no, her. No, because it's, it's Andy is Andy Anne is Hathaway. Andy is Anne Hathaway. Emily's char- Emily Blunt's character is Emily. Is it really? Yeah. So she starts calling her Emily. Miranda Priestley starts calling her Emily. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe she just calls all her, all her people, Emily. Yeah. So Emily Blunt gets there and she's just like, you know, basically you're here. You have like, yeah. Emily Charlton, senior assistant, Mm. um, you job of a lifetime. Most other girls don't last, you know, more Mm. than a couple days here. And, uh, um, somehow you got this, you look terrible, just, yeah. you know, and, and everyone Off- goes on the offensive right away, right away. You look like hot garbage. <clears throat> exactly. Your breath smells like, like onion, bagel. Ba- onion bagel, exactly. Granny yeah. panties. Yeah. You have a, a, sh- a, a shit stain on your granny panties. <laughs> exactly. Get these shit check cups yeah. out of here. Yeah. And, um, and then, and then they're like, oh no, she's early. And Miranda Priestley, you see the entire office flip out mm. and, uh, Miranda Priestley, arrives you see how much power this woman holds and how how much everyone's scared of her mm. and then andy kind of goes in to andy goes in to say who she is miranda just kind of you know basically just dismisses her yeah um so that's the world she's living in and then she then you meet her friends they go out to dinner they do a chat and you mm. perfect just classic like new york friends oh, where yeah. it's where you know uh you don't know who miranda Priestley is Oh, what's your deal? Well, I want to be a writer. Yeah. Well, you better learn about fashion now, toots. <laughs> and uh, but then her boyfriend is, you know, you working at a good restaurant, and uh, or however Adrian can hear talks. I don't know. And then Rich Summer from Mad Men. Yeah. Um, he's like, I have a good job. Just kidding, my job sucks. Yeah. And then their other friend, she works at an art gallery, and they're like, What do you do? But definitely like we're living the dream in New York mm-hmm. and we're at a restaurant that's closing down, but they're letting us stay. Cheers to jobs that pay. Right. And then um and then we we go oh and also I didn't realize this the other times I've watched it but they're getting ready for the September issue which is yeah. a huge thing at Vogue magazine and so, yeah there's a couple like things that are made really 
obviously clear mm-hmm. after watching it this time. Yeah. They're like, she's like, this is the book. It's yep. like going to be an important thing. You need to get, you, you need to drop it off of Miranda's. Drop it off, exactly. She trust you. So I'm going to do it. And then she's like, also, um, you're going to run all the errands, but I'm going to go to Paris. Like, right. Like they, yep. they, I noticed that too. Notice they are very over the top, obviously mm-hmm. mentioned the book in Paris, mm-hmm. which is interesting because the first time you watch the movie, it doesn't seem as obvious, but now that I've no. seen a bunch and know what happens. Yep. Totally. They, they hit you over the head with that. That's like drop so hard that it's like, you do all these things. You have to do this. And one of my great things about my job is I get to go to fashion right. week and wear all the clothes, which if you're like an aspiring movie writer, you could probably take a cue from like how I, obvious that is is dropped like, totally it's yeah. it's such there's so much good formulaic stuff going oh my gosh that yeah. really is set up um you meet tucci in the office yep you meet tucci who is her uh who is some sort of important guy that miranda listens to mm-hmm. we have the big scene that we should talk about the blue the cerulean blue sweater scene yep. where andy is clearly out of her depth. She's she's answering the phone and someone, you know, you hear her say, uh, how do you spell Gabbana? And they <laughs> hang up. And then we have the famous blue sweater scene where, you know, she laughs and she's like, those belts look the same to me. And she's like, oh. And she's like, I just don't understand this stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. she says, what is this stuff to you? Yeah. Goes through the whole thing about how. Which is pretty, like, Andy is a smart person. Yeah. She was like the editor of her, like, like catalog that she made at Northwestern Ivy League mm-hmm. school. Like, she should know to like not to just yeah they're rapidly like use words like that they're really making her into like a, a rough and tumble smart female mouth breather exactly that's just, just like i don't know i want to cover hard news <laughs> yeah you know they're they're but but again like you said they're really hitting you over the head with a lot right. of stuff to set the table what is it stuff what is this stuff what, what is this what is this stuff? great scene probably great scene. um I got I got some good stories about that scene. I can't wait. Um, for those of you listening, well, wait. Let's finish the summary. Okay. What are you, were you about to say? What I was going to say, say, depending on how open you as a human being want to be, sure, this could potentially be the best episode of Boys You <laughs> Ever Had. And that's all. I'm, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, okay. We'll get. We'll, we can get to that. Depending on how open you want to be. Sure. I too wear granny panties. <laughs> I'm not a grief guy. I'm a granny panty guy. Um. Okay, so then other things, uh, she gets sent on all these crazy errands. You just see how insane her job yeah. is. She goes out to dinner with her dad. She's like trying to book a flight in a hurricane. Yep, and then she fails. You know, Miranda doesn't get to see her twins recital. Also, Miranda just always tosses her coat and bag like at her. Yeah. Um, and um, and then oh, and she also goes home. One of my favorite scenes. She also goes home to Adrian Grenier, and she's just talking to him about like. And then these girls, they laugh at me and all this stuff. And then she she doesn't want to eat the grilled cheese because she doesn't want to gain weight because they're all skinny. Yeah. And he's like, hey, there's like eight eight dollars worth of Yasberg like in there. Price, so much is money and they spend good cheese. Yeah. He's he's so cast he's as like Chef Steve. Bro. Yeah, he's just Steve. He's Steve. Yeah. He is. Um and then uh and then um she gets really basically Miranda kind of dresses her down and you think she's going to fire her, right. but she's just like, you know, I hired you because you were smart you're and different than the other, you're different girls. Than the other girls. Yeah. And, and, and you have disappointed me maybe more than them. And then she talks to the Tooch and, uh, and the Tooch is like, quit. He's so good in this movie. Oh my gosh. And he's just like, quit, quit. You know, why don't you walk away? Why don't you give up? Basically is she's looking for sympathy and he's like, you know, you, or pretending like none of this matters. If you really want to do a good job, do a good job. Yeah. You don't get simp from Tooch. No. <laughs> Tooch don't give no simp. I I love Tooch. I love Tooch and Street working together. Yeah. Do you think they just hate each other in real life? Yeah, I don't <laughs> How awesome would that be? <laughs> That'd be amazing if he's if, if the they camera cannot, cuts, he's like, because shut they up, have like shut up, Meryl. They have like the best like Chem, like friend chemistry they're, yeah. they're like what do you call that chemistry because it's not like romantic chemistry it's, it's just like i think it's just chemistry it's like, just like I, has there ever been a movie with streep tooch and hanks all like sharing screen time together because that dude, would just I be like know. they're just like you trust them you like them mm-hmm. you want to be there with them mm-hmm. but a man i would love it if the if like when the camera stops rolling if they just if he's just throwing Is it, he just Throwing hands at street throws that belt at her head. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing that happens is Tooch gives her a makeup makeover in the runway closet. Mm. All this, 
all this clothes. They're all samples. And, uh, and then she goes and sees Adrian after work mm-hmm. and, uh, her boyfriend. And he's like, we got to get out of here before my girlfriend finds me. Yeah. And then she's now in the thing where she's like, I'm going to try. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and also all the girls at work now are like, Oh my gosh, you look good. Look how great she looks. Yeah. There's like, a, there, there's a, this isn't, doesn't have to be a talking point. It's just more an observation. But like when you watch a movie like this, that is 17, 16 years old, mm-hmm. there's like a lot of like fat shaming. Oh, so much. <laughs> well, there's one thing that like feels really dated from something that would be made nowadays. One, yeah. I mean, one thing that I, God, there's so much to talk about, but one thing I do want to talk about, and then we can get to what you were saying a second ago is that, um, she, the, there is like an archetype that she is, mm-hmm. which is the girl who's not fat, mm-hmm. but is like fat shamed and is, yeah. is, um, you know, sort of not coerced, but is like, does go to the side of, I like fashion and I'm going to try to be hot yeah. and all this stuff, even though, you know, by the end she will make the full spoiler circle, alert, maybe who knows, but what's funny is you get to like the mid two thousands in New York popular shows were broad city mm-hmm. stuff like that. And that was more when it was like shows, comedy shows like that were embracing the struggle the whole yeah. time and not, and it was like, mm. they were the pre Andy. They were yeah. not the Andy that ended up like buying in. Yeah. It was more, there was more of a lovable thing of the female character being like, I'm not gonna like, I don't know. I don't know about fashion. Right. I'm an idiot. And yeah. I think that, I think that that changed, but I feel like that is maybe coming back now. Like I, I could, I would wonder to see if it's almost like a, we've made the full circle of, you could have it both. You could have it to where it's like, yeah, I am like funny and don't know about fashion, but also I do. And I like, will get dressed. Yeah. You know, I wonder if that's coming back around. It's kind of interesting because like if you watch like a movie or a TV show nowadays, I think they would probably censor a lot of that stuff. Like they wouldn't have the character call her fat or frumpy. Right. Like, Cause they wouldn't want to like portray, but like, I bet that stuff still really happens in, totally. in the workplace. And like to a lot of like normal, healthy looking size six or eight or whatever she was like females. And I wonder if it's like making it more, if it's more damaging because it's been stripped away from so much popular media. And then when it happens, they're like, it's it's that much more harmful. Where back then, you know, it was it was truly shown. Um, I don't know. I think like then you put like the chicken ahead of the egg, and it's like which one causes more damage? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I we're, will, we're probably in a better spot now. But I just, that was just a dumb thought. I do think. No, I mean, I do think from working in media, I do. Ooh. Oh, yeah, this uh, is, okay. Th- so this is what we can talk about. So, like you said. I I have direct connection to this movie currently because uh, I I work in this world not in fashion mm-hmm. but very adjacent to fashion and very adjacent to he's a cheesemonger is I, what he's trying to say I'm a cheesemonger Corey, Corey went from an Emmy award winning uh, producer to a cheesemonger yeah yeah I I would be the guy that would get Adrian Grenier his Yalsberg <laughs> yeah um no I work in media. <clears throat> for a big parent company that is like what is portrayed in this movie yeah. um, very closely to this kind of thing and have seen this kind of thing and it's fascinating to watch it now. I bet. It, very different industry because at this time, you know, 2006, um, it's magazines. Yeah. And now it magazine industry is, you know, it's a, it's a industry that's trying to make media. Right. And, Nobody buys magazines, but then also some people do buy Like I would say Vogue is one that is like always going to, I mean, runway is based on Vogue, but like, it's always going to be, it is a magazine that people will buy, but they're also trying to pivot all this stuff. But that is anyway, all that to say, like you said, that is the world that I am in, you know, around. What is it? What are some of the things, and maybe this would be a a conversation better to have at the end when we watch the whole movie Mm -hmm. and part three, Mm -hmm. but I'd be curious to hear like of the things that you see, like which one, like what are, what it's the truth, what's embellished, what is like, I'll tell you one thing that is definitely true. What? When she goes downstairs and her and the tutor in the cafeteria and she's getting that corn soup. 
Mm-hmm. Same exact soup things in the cafeteria. Really? I will say, weirdly, that that scene, I was like, this is totally like media world cafeteria. There is a huge cafeteria where mm-hmm. all the different media brands go down. And eat it. I know that's like the least interesting thing, <laughs> but that was a very, that was a very real thing where she's like, you have 15 minutes to go down and get lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like where people congregate. And like you see, you know, the fashion. I had a friend that worked at Hearst for a while, which is another big magazine publisher. And like, you see all the like young fashion interns going down to yeah. like get their stuff before they go back up to their desks right. and stuff like that. I mean, it's also weird because it's post pandemic now. Yeah. Cause like people aren't in the office all the time. Right. Um, but like that, I don't think there's a giant closet like she goes into. Okay. But there, there is some stuff up, you know, on those floors like that. Um, and, I do know that around the time when it's like the Met Gala or they're doing the September issue thing here. Um, yeah, it's very busy. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely crunch time. And I know people that have worked on like a lot of the like gala video stuff. It's, it's tons of, yeah. it's, it's very high pressure. I bet, I bet that it's like, <clears throat> like you said, I don't think it's like as mean anymore because right. I do think media has kind of changed where people are like you know they don't want to get they don't want to like get canceled or something right you know, yeah, like, yeah. Or like yelling or throwing a shoe at someone or whatever mm-hmm. so it's probably not as mean it's probably like a lot of passive aggressive and totally. I imagine like underhanded comments and yeah like I bet so this this might be an interesting time to transition the the this book this movie is written about um, Anna Wintour, like the, the main character is supposed to be the uh, chief editor, chief of Vogue, Anna Wintour. Right? Yes, totally. Um, now I wonder if like, there's a great Letterman interview where he's talking to Anna Wintour about that, about this, about this movie. What does she say? He says, he's like, forget, you should, we should look it up. But like, I don't remember <clears throat> verbatim, yeah. but he's like, have you seen it? And like this movie kind of paints you as not the you know nicest person or what you know that thing and yeah he's like what do you think about that and she kind of says like you know well it's a movie and it's fiction and he's like is but is it true and she's kind of like she basically just kind of like you know it's a movie but i don't know and he's like you don't seem like you're really denying anything and she's like yeah maybe so she's very like, I think she's just very much like, I don't know. They can say what they want to say, but you kind of get the vibe that like it's embellished, but also she kind of doesn't care. Yeah. I, and I think that there, when, when some, she is, this is coming from someone who knows nothing about her. So yeah. I'm just shooting from the hip. She's clearly like a genius. Yeah. She's clearly like a um, light years ahead visionary. Mm-hmm. And she is like a creative force. Yeah. I think it's definitely a thing of like, I know what I want. I think she might even said this in the interview. She's like, I know what I want. Mm-hmm. And I have very strong opinions. Mm-hmm. And I want it to happen a certain way. And I just like people who I can work with who understand that. Yeah. And I want to get that stuff done. I think when you are dealing with like once in a generational people like her and like you can fill in the blank of other celebrities that are probably like this, whether it's like Mozart to Kanye, like there, there is just sounds like like a celebrity Mozart to Kanye, Mozart to Kanye, Kanye. Mozart to Kanye, to Kanye. He's a, he's a, he's a painter. Mozart to Kanye. Um, I think there's like, there's a past that you have to give someone who's like so full of um, creativity and like drive and knowledge of what they want. Yeah. Um, that like, yeah, they're going to be lacking in other areas of their life. They're going to be, yeah. <laughs> they're not going to be social. They're probably going to come off crusty. Yeah. They're going to like, when you know what you want and other people are perceived as just getting in your way. Yeah. Like, of course they're not going to be kind. Like they're, they're roadblocks. And totally. so I imagine that she is probably like a person like that. Yeah. Um, and then they took this kid, they took that trait of her, not necessarily mean, not necessarily nasty, just a person speed walking through times square. Yeah. Uh, except in all areas of her life. And then they just like embellished it to make her actually nasty. Like, um, yeah, What's, what's, what's Meryl Streep's character's name? 
Uh, Miranda Priestley. Miranda Priestley is actually like just an, a nasty yes. human. Yes. And I, yes. And I will say from like what I've seen in real life, I've never seen a display anywhere mm-hmm. directly in front of me that I'm just like, ooh, dude, that was nasty. Like, there's an no opening. Dude, I want you to walk you in. You want me to do it? I want you to walk in Wednesday dude. and just. Just blast your bag, and toss my coat on someone's yeah, desk, friggin', like wind up, <laughs> spin around like you're throwing discus, <laughs> and, and then just why is my Starbucks not here? Yeah. I don't understand it. Why? Why? Yeah, I do, and just, I, yeah, just discus uh, your bag right in their face and then walk into your office and slam the door shut. Why is nobody ready? One of my favorite lines in the movie. Why is nobody ready? Yeah. I should totally do that. I don't even have an office. <laughs> I just walk onto set and walk, walk onto set, down. toss my bag down. You have to have some sort of underling you can just blast with your bag. Totally. Oh, I could, I could find someone. If not, hire me and you can. I'll Dude, just... you come on set. And the, which is great because you're like a foot taller than me. I just toss my coat over your head. Yeah. I'll fall down. <laughs> and then I'll, well, if I get you, I also got to get a tooch. Yeah. Ooh. I'll get Kevin to put on some glasses. Kevin can be the tooch. Kevin is, yeah. He does, he does, he does resemble the tooch. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he's bald. <laughs> exactly. That's the only reason. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think, I agree though. I mean, it's the same thing where people like when they really talk about it, it's like Steve Jobs, you know. Yeah. I'm, I I think that there were a lot of stories that came out that was like, <clears throat> you know, not a ray of sunshine all the time to be around mm. because, you know, he's like trying to change technology forever. Totally. So yeah, same thing here, but I've never seen, I've never seen a real life Miranda Priestly toss a bag or a jacket yeah. at anyone. Granted, I've also never been in that close of proximity. Right. But sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. I might have, might have walked past a Miranda Priestly once or twice. Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. The, <clears throat> this is my connection to this movie. Yeah. One time we were looking for a labor attorney and we got introduced to one. Uh-huh. His name was like Jerry Hathaway in New Jersey and his daughter, his daughters and Hathaway. Really? We didn't end up going with them, but Hey, whatever you're Jerry, Anthony, Greg Hathaway. Dude. Thank you for the quote. I went to the same acting school as Anne Hathaway. Really? Yep. And um, Anne, former Bradshaw boys or friend of the pod, Tony Hale, also oh. went to that acting school. But um, but successful acting school. It's a, I, I named two of the top six. There's actually a lot of people that have gone there. That uh, and like the main guy, Seth Parrish, is like in tons of stuff. Huh. But um, but uh, went to a play with her one time. And like sat in the audience of a play with her. And okay. like I was there with my friend and she was like, it's Anne Hathaway. And she came back for like a, um, for like an alumni play thing. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. Seemed cool. Yeah. Very nice. Um, we have acts, um, Emily, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Do you have, yeah. Do you have any Blunt connection? I have a friend that did a movie with her. Oh yeah. And, um, and. It, it was the movie The Quiet Place. Yeah. He was working on that. And we have like, two friends. We have another friend that worked on the post-production yeah. of A Quiet and Place. And there's the scene where she was like laying in, in the, the tub. Laptop. Like it was like this crazy whore scene. Uh-huh. And my friend had bought his newborn baby to the set. <gasps> and she was like laying in the tub and she was like, bring me the baby. Oh. And he said it was like really interesting to see this like crazy whore scene and her just being like super happy and bubbly to see uh the, the like the newborn baby that's insane yeah. so i heard she's an incredibly awesome person my connection with her um this is with the part of the uh this, this the, is the part of the pod where we just name drop how this cool, is called you know? the humble brag, uh, humble brag. The, the yeah the brad the humble brad shaw boys <laughs> my connection is one time kevin and i walked by a restaurant called lavara in new york and uh we were like let's see if we can get in and we got in there and emily blunt and john krasinski and the girl, oh gosh, Lily Collins, who ended uh-huh. up playing the girl who's in um, Emily in Paris, uh-huh. and her boyfriend. The four of them were eating dinner at the restaurant. Was it like and the scene in Devil Wears Prada? It was. Like, yeah, they all cheers and they were like, "To like, jobs that pay." I'm an actor. I'm an actor. I'm an actor. I'm an actor. I'm an I'm actor. The boyfriend. I'm in finance. And I and I'm his girlfriend and my father's Phil Collins. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> to the jobs that pay. Yay. Uh, but that's my only connection with her. Um, trying to think if there's any other connections to anyone else in the movie. Mm. Uh, Rich Summer from Mad Men used to do stuff at UCB, okay. the comedy theater. There you go. Um, and I was a big Mad Men fan. Yeah, this is just like the the so. If there's okay. any, if I'll, I'll say this. here's what I want to talk about with okay. this movie, and I'll say this: if there if there are any other insider tips of the world stuff we're talking about, I'll just throw them in if if they if they come. Yeah. So, as the Bradshaw boys were watching romantic comedies, oh, yeah, I've seen this movie five to ten times. Yeah. Is this is this a romantic comedy? I don't know. I don't think so. I was I was watching it. When we were watching it, I was thinking, this feels like a like a twenties coming of age New York movie. Yeah, I don't it doesn't like, I mean, like there is a romance relationship with her boyfriend, and there like, will be other there will be ro- there will be a romance element. I don't know yeah, if it's a romantic like, comedy. I just think that that. I if I were like l- listing genres of what this movie is, I don't think romance would be one of the words I would use. I don't even know if comedy would be. Now let me throw this one at you. Throw it. Possibly pejorative. Okay. So maybe, maybe we can't say this anymore. Um, but is it a chick flick? I mean, I, I feel like that term has kind of like died out. Not even just because people are like, don't say chick flick, but also because if it is, I love chick. Like I was about to say, that's why I think it's opened up. I love, like, I think chick flick, whatever the genre of this movie is. I'm all in me too. It's just like fun. It goes down so easily. Totally. Like you move so fast. You just want to watch it anywhere. Yeah. Airplane. Like if you are like had a hard day, mm-hmm. if you, it doesn't matter, like this is just good shit. Yeah. It's just so good. Yeah. I don't, th- I, I don't. It's think like it's New a- York porn. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like I just want to know, I, I mean, I'm sure we could just look up what this is classified as, but like I, I need to watch more movies like this because I watched this movie Midsommar. Have you seen that one? Uh, I've seen, I saw Midsommar twice in the theater. I, it, yeah. I had to like, I had to like take i had to go on a walk by myself and like gather my thoughts and just be like and i came back and i was like seething i was so just angry that i watched that movie and spent time watching that movie that i'll never get back you know that that has been suggested by more than one person that we watch that on this podcast let's do it as um, a romantic I will be comedy so, i'll be so mad you know that's um, a movie written about a breakup yeah yeah i do I, I did and i like i appreciate that movie and i'm i am i You're don't know if i'm glad that it got made yeah um but like but my r- r- experience watching devil's Wears prada is the exact opposite of mm. my experience with Midsommar. I don't want to need to take a walk by myself. Yeah. I want to like put on underwear to, and then, sh- and then just see my face and whatever that mm-hmm. song is. Mm-hmm. I want to like go to Chinatown and I want to get an onion bagel and just walk around power walk. Yeah. Power walk. Yeah. I will say it does remind me of, it does remind me of, moving to new york yeah just the romance of yeah like my first job the energy yes energy of the city so much which, the energy of new york city is the most it's the best thing about new york city absolutely it's inspiring it's terrifying mm-hmm. it's it's big mm-hmm. it's um it's it it's you what you want to chase it and mm-hmm. experience it and this movie just it, like captures it perfectly yeah yeah, it does. It does for sure. Like the opening and so many other times during it. When she's out running errands in Soho. Yeah. She's having to go to all those places when she bangs those people with that surfboard by accident. Yeah. Which I was like, maybe she went and got those at uh, REI. Yeah. Or what was that other? There's the one, there's the one in uh, like in, on uh, 16th Paragon. Paragon. Maybe it was Paragon. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, it just such a... Well, and all such a like specific New York movie that's also broad. Yeah. If you've never been here, you would watch it and just think, man, I want to go there. Yeah. And, and living here, it kind of like makes me excited about it. It does. I want to go like, yeah, normally I dread going into Manhattan, uh-huh. um, but like I want to go to Soho right now. It makes you want, yeah, it makes you, it's one of those things that kind of makes you want to be in a movie. Yeah. You know? Just want to like get a coffee, go to Soho, just walk around. Yeah. 
I went to Koreatown today and had lunch with a mutual friend of ours. And Wait, did I, you go to Wordship? Yeah, I went to Wordship today. Was it your suggestion or his? It was mine because you and I talked about it. Recently. Oh man! And I saw it on a bunch of I saw it on a bunch of lists of places. If it's you're, so good. Wordship is so good. If you're ever in Koreatown in New York City on 32nd Street uh-huh. and you need an affordable lunch, affordable, it's going to be quick, delicious, delicious, and a really weird like punch card system. They they stopped doing the punch card system. Oh, you could like you if you like spent like seven thousand dollars there, you can get like a stone bowl. Oh, you maybe actually no, bowl. no, no. I think they do do that still because they have the bowls out. I, yeah. And I had so many points and I lost them. You know me. I like this. I like to get points and cards and then never use them. Yeah, you are a big points and cards guy. You one time gave me <laughs> what was it like fifteen fully punched, uh, fully punched coffee cards after, after I lost my job. Which I'm glad that you used them. I used them all. Yeah, gorilla went out. Yeah. Went out or I guess it just moved huh? yeah um anyway uh big energy b big new york energy in this yeah, movie BNY, big BNY. new york energy and i'll also say maybe it does look like a set but their apartment kind of a realistic new york city yeah. apartment from for a movie totally they've got like a weird sink in the kitchen the sink's like kind of up and mm-hmm. it's like across a weird narrow space from the stove they've got that like um the sort of garden, like the bedroom has like a window to the kitchen, but like it's through some French doors, like yes. pretty realistic, strange yeah. New York apartment. Yeah. Really weird. Did you, did you ever have like, what was your weirdest New York apartment feature? Um, weirdest New York. Okay. Probably I'm trying to think, um, well, two that probably tie my first apartment was like, I always say it's like five and a half people. Uh-huh. I had like four roommates, but one was an intern and was only there for part of the summer. And the okay. other one was someone's girlfriend who kind of stayed over. And another guy was an RA at Juilliard and he was sometimes there. So it was like a revolving door of people. Yeah. And my room was only big enough to fit a twin bed. Yeah. And it, the only windows opened up to the shaft of the building. Yeah. That was my first room. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, but it would blow in like black dirt all the time. And I had a brand new Mac, like Mac pro with the tower and I had the white keyboard and like by the end of the summer the keyboard was just gray oh man yeah that was mine I had a uh I had one of those like kitchens where like the cabinets you couldn't open a single cabinet because it would open into the other side of the kitchen (laughs) it was like a kitchen that like you could like I could barely squeeze my ass into yeah yeah and like none of it none of the cabinets down below would open because like they would always just bang against and yeah why did you even put doors on these things yeah. i had a i the, how they have those like french doors with the glass that yeah are, i had an apartment where i lived on the other side of those in a room that was probably supposed to be a dining room mm-hmm. but there was like our den where the tv was and then there were the glass doors that i had hung up some shades and then my friend and his boyfriend lived in the really tiny room through my room Okay. And they would walk through, walk the day, through your walk room, through my room with the glass doors, and go into their room. Yeah, it was like right there. Oh man. Yeah. I love, I love, I love these those New York like. It's kind of funny because it's like it's kind of terrible, uh, and also like talking about it. I, this is just nostalgia, but it kind of makes me miss it. I'm like, I, I don't know if I'll have that level of it again. Yeah. And it kind of makes me want it again. I know. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk about some iconic scenes. Let's talk about the the blue the the blue sweaters yeah so that scene to me i i think i've seen it like like if you google blue sweater scene Mm -hmm. it's very recognizable and this is one thing i noticed this movie has great just monologues yeah like miranda has the monologue there where she's like oh you you think all this stuff you're just unaffected by it and you bought this sweater just because you're trying to tell the world that you don't care about what you don't know. Right. And she gives the whole history. And then basically is like, this was handpicked by, this was handpicked by people in this room from a pile of stuff. And you had no idea. Yeah. Uh, so solid. So solid. And like, so kind of understand, kind of explains the fashion industry. Yeah. Such a great, like when you can take a monologue like that and establish the character, not just as like, cause her actions established her as, as sinister, and um like not mean mm-hmm. and then like one short dialogue you also establish her as like a genius mm-hmm. intelligent like meta 
mm-hmm. then I, I just think that's like such a good, well written, mm-hmm. well played out um, scene. It's a, it's a it's a great scene. It is. There's another monologue she gives. She does the one about hiring her. As yeah, like, yeah, yeah. As like you know, I, I chose you. That's right. You were different, and like I don't. I wanted to give you a shot, and that almost disappoints me more. Yeah. And it's like, man, once again, you 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 give Streep a, a line of text like that, Dude, and it's just like, good night, all day, wrap it up. The Tooch monologue where he tells her to quit. It's more of a scene, but he has some like kind of mono stuff in there. That's really good too. Yeah, he plays so they do a good job, like you just said, of they do a good job of character of writing the characters to where you can tell that he understands that she's Miranda Priestly and you do not get in her way. Right. But you can tell that she respects him. Yeah. Because in that one scene, she's like, is it too much? And he's like, you know, Oh, this thing from last year. No, I thought that too, but with right accessories and like, you see that she respects him yeah. to a certain level. And the same way that she, that Miranda is um, like totally sinister, but then it's all in the service of bringing this like fashion about. Yeah. Yeah. And so exactly. it feels earned. Yeah. 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 Really, really great. I also, uh, <laughs> when Adrian Grenier walks out right before we cut it off, when he walks out of the restaurant, they, I don't think we, we learn little bits about like his restaurant career. just be you know, like a promising young chef. Yeah. Uh, but they do so many little chefy things to really like bump out the fact that chef, did you notice when he walks out of the, out of the restaurant, like all tired after shift, he goes, Hey, take care of that finger. <laughs> like someone, you know, probably cut their finger on the line. He's like, take care of that finger. Take care of that fi- <laughs> See you guys later. Oh my God. He's, I'll say this. I don't like their relationship. No, right out of the gates. Right out of the gates. Yeah. Do not like it. He's, He's kind like a of a jerk. A dick. He is a little bit of a dick. Yeah. He kind of belittles her job a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, what chef doesn't smoke uh, Parliament Lights? Like he'd be smoking P Funks all night, all the time. He yeah. would be, he would be ripping them. Yeah. I mean, I will say this: uh, cooking world and cooking shows are little like more popular now. The Bear. I don't know if right. you watch The Bear. I haven't yet, but I need. God, you would love The Bear. Yeah, it's all about Chicago. That, that's my. That's where I'm from, and Italian beef sandwiches are my favorite sandwich. Yeah, you would love it. But you know, it's and also like you love restaurant stuff. Yeah, but it people have said, you know, dating a chef, you know, they're, they can be kind of like gruff people. Cause it's just a hard working life. Yeah. So like Adrian Kinnear, like maybe like that, Yeah. but it just, it, it seems like he's, he seems dismissive. Being gruff and like having a hard working life is one thing, but having contempt to the person that you're in a relationship with is different. Absolutely. And like, that's what, whenever someone like, they say like rolling your eyes is a sign of contempt. And that's like <sighs> contempt is a sign of like a relationship that's going to fail. Like that, that's a completely different beast. And like being like, ah, I had a shitty day, like leave me alone. Like mm-hmm. that's shitty, but that's different than like, not taking what your partner is doing seriously yeah. that's contempt and just being not only being like in a supportive way like who are these girls yeah but more being like who are these girls this whole thing sounds stupid exactly that's like kind of like, where he's you're stupid from. i know yeah you wasted Medellin, eight th- you yeah, wait, yeah Medellin, nobody saw it no one saw that shit you wasted um, all this money and then she's hey one I, quick st- oh go ahead no you go ahead because i was gonna wrap it up one quick story that i will say from and in it from the world that this is based on yeah so Miranda Priestly, this happened, uh, you, you and some friends of ours were away on like a summer, a summer work trip okay. thing. We're out in the Hamptons. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I had some remote work stuff going on and, um, there was, there was like an emergency, not emergency. There was just like a big meeting that was like, Hey, we all got to get on this meeting. There's like some announcements, whatever. Um, and I didn't want to be late, especially because like I was working remote and, you know, not sure how the internet's going to be. Yeah. Wanted to like show up and everything. And so, and like you've said, one of the most true things about me, Corey Cabin, five minutes late. <laughs> so I was like, can't be late to this, yeah. you know, big work meeting. So sign into the work meeting. My zoom's not working. Oh, I yeah. reloaded. I'm like freaking out and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to get in here. And a thing came in that was like, there are, um, there's zoom problems. So everyone's kind of doing it. And I was like, I'm just going to get it set up. I don't want to deal. You know, I got to just get in there. So I get in and I, I, and it's like, 
you've been admitted to the Zoom room and I get in and there's four squares and one square is black and one square is an assistant and the other square is Miranda Priestley. <laughs> the the real Miranda Priestley. It's just the four. It's just the four of us. <laughs> and and I had my camera on. I was like, uh, 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 uh. And then, uh, and then what? And then I signed out. <laughs> did you like? Did you you signed out? Yeah, I signed out. I was like, I'm going back in when the meeting starts. I'm not just gonna and and you know, like it was just the four of us in there. Oh, and it was my totally. Gosh. It was that's the weird thing about Zoom is like, you know, if you and you know Barack Obama needed to be, like be on a Zoom with 30 people, yeah, you and Obama sign in at the same time. We're the only two. It's you and Barry. Yeah. So yeah, it was just us, and she was like, you know adjusting her thing trying to figure out her thing and i and i guess whoever the real life andy was yeah also in there oh my gosh i've never heard that story that's amazing <laughs> but that was at, and then that, you signed out too. That, was, that was out in the hamptons and then i was like sitting at the yeah, table and like i was harlan like, walking by yeah. wearing a floaty or something like that <laughs> and i was like at the kitchen table i was like gotta sign out later um anyway thank you so much dude. for listening thank you so much for joining us joining us on this journey um this is a main feed. Main feed. Um, if you want to hear uh, the rest of Devil Wears Prada, where it, it'll it'll be um, it'll be on our Patreon. Yep. And we've got tons of other movies on there. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have some merch coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, patrons uh, get notified of merch first. Yeah. Um, and also, it's just a great way to keep in touch with us. And we love keeping in touch with you. Basically, we want to be Andy, and we want mm-hmm. you to be. Miranda Priestley mm-hmm. and we want your jacket to be uh, money mm-hmm. and then we want you to throw it at us as you're heading to the office all the time for a subscription to our Patreon. Toss it at us. And if you could just do that, we'll make a montage and we'll uh, both be happy. Yep. Do that and then just say, why is my coffee not here? <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Later, taters. Later, taters. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle, and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Check out all their great podcasts at seltzerkings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at bradshawboys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Uh, Elephant, take us away. Later, taters.